Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Welcome to Curious Freedom Podcast with me, Kirsty Faruja and friends. And this week I have got my new, newest BFF, Star Hansen here. So welcome, Star. Hello. It's so good to be here with you. I love that we've known each other for 45 minutes, but I feel like it's been 45 years. So thank you for that already. You are so welcome. So Star, introduce yourself to the curious ones for those that don't know you already. Hello, Curious Ones. My name is Star Hansen, and I am a certified professional organizer and clutter whisperer. I have spent the last 20 years helping people excavate themselves from the clutter. And when I say excavate yourself, I don't mean remove the clutter. I mean, come home to yourself, rediscover who you are and step into your best self through the clutter. And I do that working with people one-on-one. I have an online membership and I recently came out with a book called Why the F Am I Still Not Organized? And I get into all the reasons why clutter persists no matter how much you have tried and no matter how amazing you are. And I know that clutter doesn't fit you in that way. So I hope you find yourself through the clutter. I love it. And I have just finished reading your book and I love, 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 love it. And we'll be recommending it to all of my clients and anybody and and everybody listening. So I think one of the things, I mean, there was so much that I loved about the book and we're going to go into and talk all about your philosophy. It's amazing. And One of the favorite things for me was your heart was so evident throughout the book, your heart for people to know who they are. And as you said, come home to themselves and helping people to remember that they're whole, even in their mess, that they are beautiful, amazing, incredible people, even if they have clutter. And I love how anti-shame you are. And I love how you're a fan of Brene Brown as well. Like I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> the whole it's amazing. Book, the whole time I was reading, I was just like, yes, yes. And could not stop taking quotes, could not stop thinking about how excited I am to be talking to you today about your heart and your take on this decluttering and organizing world. So thank you for being here. 
Well, thank you. I'm like blushing right now. If you can't see me, I'm like, oh, that was like the nicest introduction and welcome I've ever received. Thank you so much, Kirsty. That was like, woo. It's so nice when people, when you're on a podcast and people actually have done their homework and know a little bit about you. you. Hey, thank you. I know every now and then I do a podcast and I'm like, oh, they don't know anything about me. And then they think we're going to talk about boxes and labels and systems. And that's literally never something I talk about. So it's, (laughs) it's always so interesting. So I love that you've researched and you've done the work. And that you like it. It would be horrible if you were like, I read your book. It was okay. It's all right. You know, I don't know. I donated it. It's fine. It's a good practice for decluttering. (laughs) Well, I still might donate it, although it was an e-book, so I won't. But that's true. (laughs) Share it. I will definitely be sharing it. And I'm so, 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 so excited. So excited. So let's get into it. Tell the curious ones more about your heart and your philosophy on decluttering. And they will hear just how similar we are in some respects and then they'll hear how you've taken it even further. (laughs) (laughs) Well I started organizing back I mean almost over 20 years ago because I knew I was a healer and I had some friends that asked for my help organizing some things and I felt like it was just the most natural effortless thing. My logical brain understood the process of organizing and my heart sees through the clutter and really sees who the people are. Like when I walk into your house, I can tell what's going on in your life. And most people think that that means something bad, but it does not mean something bad. It is you shining your beautiful light. And so when I've been working with people through all these years, and it's been an interesting journey because you know I started out needing to hustle and get my business going. And when you're an organizer, you start out as a generalist, which means you work with everyone and you try to figure out what you like and what you're into. And slowly but surely, I was really clear that I was here for a more soulful adventure, that I was here to help people really use the clutter to heal. And it became almost like this x-ray vision, like a clutter x-ray vision where I can walk in and you might be apologizing and trying to hide your clutter or explaining yourself. And I'm like, wow, look at the collections of books you have. These are amazing. Like I am blown away by who you are that is demonstrated through your clutter. And no part of me is judging you feel shocked. I mean, unless you have like dead bodies, which is probably the only thing that would scare me in a home if I was like, oh, (laughs) Halloween horror movie. But mostly it's like, there's nothing that you have in your home that's going to scare me. I look at the clutter and I see you and I see your authentic self shining through your physical stuff. And it's such a precious gift to be welcomed into your home because we don't let everyone into our homes anymore. We don't allow people to parade through and to be able to walk in and see your authentic self is just such an honor to me. And I never take that lightly. See, see people, see, isn't she magnificent? (laughs) So I literally, as I said, I took so many quotes from your book. So I'm going to scatter them throughout when I ask you some questions (laughs) so you can hear your brilliant self repeat it back to yourself. (laughs) Do you know what? Can I just share like a really random offsides thing? So I, you know, I like most have leaned into chat GPT and AI lately, right? Yeah. Like I was redoing a sales page for something and I took the copy from the sales page and I put it into chat GPT and I was like, rewrite this, but make it very interesting to people within this demographic. And I'm reading what they're writing and I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm scrolling up and then I'm like, oh, that's the one. Like, oh my gosh. And it was my own original. original. And I was like, okay, so don't, don't change it. Don't, don't change it. Okay. It's, but it's funny when you hear yourself back to you and it's like, oh wait, I really resonate. Of course you do. You wrote it. Why wouldn't you resonate? (laughs) It was such a funny moment. I was like, oh star, who's in charge today? It was so random. I love that. I I walk into people's homes and they'll quote me back and they'll be like, that was me. I said that. It's you did say that. That's so nice. <laughs> so let's continue. So let's talk about the energy drain of organizing and how yeah. curious ones can take their power back. 
Yes. So organizing has this very interesting way of acting like kryptonite to us. And there are a few reasons why this exists. But one of the biggest reasons is the emotions that come up when we're organizing. And if you think about common organizing wisdom, right, it's like you got to know your systems and you have to come up with a home for everything and we've got to solve this. And it's very left brain. It's very masculine. It's very intense. And it doesn't make space for what makes organizing challenging, which is the big emotions, the big stories, the reimagining our lives. When we have clutter that builds up, it is so often because we are unresolved on a certain part of our lives and we don't know what to do about it. So every time we pick it up, we set it back down again because we don't know what to do. And then thankfully, our clutter is so smart and it's like it calls in reinforcements and it's like, "Mm, bring more clutter here to help hide this complicated thing I don't want to address yet. So suddenly we end up with this room of clutter and chaos because there's something in there that we are not ready to address or uncertain about or we're kind of running from. And one of the best things you can do, and this is why you and I have like a shared love for Brene Brown, (laughs) she wrote this great book called Atlas of the Heart. And she basically defines over 80 words in a very deep way. And it's so healing to read that book. If you can pick up that book and read it, it is not an easy read because it can be very confronting. But it's a beautiful read because as I was reading it, I felt like I was healing so much just from having someone define like the word embarrassment, for example. Mm. Reading that word, I was like, whoa, I just had a paradigm shift. And the reason for that is, is that when we really lean into the emotions that are buried in our clutter and in the stories that we've been telling ourselves, we can start the healing process. Now, what happens for a lot of us is we come across something that is painful to look at, that's challenging to deal with. And we feel overwhelmed at the emotions and we set it down and we walk away or we cover it with clutter or we beat ourselves up and we go sit on the couch and scroll or whatever our coping mechanism is. And it's one of the best things you can do for yourself is go slower in organizing, take your time, make space to feel big feelings, find safe people to tell stories to. Like one of the things that we do in my chaos to calm community is like, we'll just tell stories. Like what was something you found today that made you feel proud of the person you are? Is there something you came across today that made you feel embarrassed or sad? Brene Brown says the antidote to shame is connection. And that's what I know you and I both strive for, Kirsty, is how do we connect with you so that you know that you're not alone and normalize what so many people are struggling with, which is, you know, this journey of chaos and clutter. And together, it's like, that's where we start to heal is from this deep connection. And I also love how you talk about in the book, Our Inner Critic, and how we can actually turn down the volume of our inner critic. Yes. (laughs) God bless that critic. They're just trying to be helpful. Like if we're honest, the critic is like not a bad guy. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but the inner critic is just trying to help us. It actually perceives that it is keeping us in line and getting us on the right track. And so a lot of times I'll have this conversation with my inner critic because I don't know if or when, what year in life it will go away. I'm not sure that it does, (laughs) but I think it's just, you know, thank you so much for trying to help me be my best self or complete this or trying to remind me or inspire me or encourage me. I've got this, you know, because we have so many other tools that we can source from. We don't need to go to that negative bully that's beating us up. And that bully that beats us up is one of the biggest things that stops us because as long as we are believing that inner critic, I mean, that makes a giant mountain, like an Appalachian sized mountain in front of the clutter. Dealing with the clutter is overwhelming because you have to overcome this giant hurdle first. So the first thing we can do is start to make peace with that inner critic so that we don't let them run the show anymore. They can exist. I hear you. Thank you for trying to support me. I got this. Go on vacation. Thank you for your time. Yeah. And I love how you put in the book that the inner critic is often saying, you can't do this. You've tried it before and there's no point. And that is trying to keep us safe because The inner critic is trying to keep us safe from dealing with the emotions because it is not sure (laughs) if we're going to find freedom on the other side of it. But you and I know as professional organizers, there's so much freedom on the other side of sitting with your emotions and processing them well and processing them in safe spaces, which 
we provide. Yes. And so do therapists and counselors and good psychologists. Like we are not the one stop shop for that safe space. But we're so passionate about the freedom that's on the other side. And so that is why you are curious ones allowed to tell your inner critic, thank you. I appreciate you so much for trying to keep me safe, but I am actually safe. This is a safe process. I will be an evolution of myself when I work through this stuff and actually deal with the clutter. Yeah. And you know what's such a an important thing about organizing and why I love this as a healing modality? Because if I said to you, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to really unpack the emotions that are buried in your clutter for eight hours. We're going to do this for eight hours. Most people <laughs> would like slam the door in my face, run screaming, vomit maybe, like, no, thank you, star. We're not interested. And the beauty of processing through organizing is... If you go to therapy for eight hours, one, that's exhausting, heard, right? But two, you then have to go to your life and try to apply what you've learned in your life. Mm. And organizing is this fusion of it. You are processing the emotions, simultaneously making order, making sense of things, and you're physically seeing a shift. And so it allows you, and I always call it rocking. You're rocking back and forth. You can process some emotions. And when that gets a little too heated or you need a little break, you go and you make some categories. You start to sort some things. You wipe down a counter. You can move into action from that state of understanding something deeper. And through the action, you start to process even without meaning to. And so you just kind of rock back and forth and it becomes this journey where you're doing this very deep healing work that ends up not feeling so terrifying because confronting our big feelings, confronting that inner critic, that can be debilitating for a lot of people, very overwhelming, very scary. And organizing becomes just this lovely vehicle for doing this deeply healing work that allows you to process on a deep level while seeing tangible changes. And that sends out all that beautiful dopamine, lets us feel this power. You know, it's like physically we're feeling these feel good feelings just from doing organizing because of the action that you're taking paired with this insight and awareness you're giving yourself. It's just such a really a special journey to go on to do this healing work. I love it. You make me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I just, well, you're I, doing such good work with people. I, I'm just, it makes me overjoyed to contribute to your joy around this. One of my dear clients and uh, dear listeners sent something to me about the healing work of actually using your hands. That's how our brain is designed yes. to heal and process by moving your hands and how powerful yes the decluttering and organizing can be like you've just brought all of that together in such a beautiful way around the healing nature of decluttering and organizing. Yeah. Yeah. The nervous system gets so much regulation from doing these repetitive tasks like knitting or crochet, you know, so you sitting there categorizing screws and bolts and nails, you reorganizing your drawer, the whole world you know, we've never had more access and it's beautiful and horrifying, right? And at any given time, we could just knock it out of bed because of the atrocities that we are aware of that are going on across the globe. And I can go and I can make sense of my junk drawer. And by creating systems, I can feel a sense of control in a world that feels very out of control. And it's very empowering to have vehicles for that because sometimes our brain doesn't really know the difference between you achieving control on a big scale or a small scale. Mm. So you rearranging your sock drawer, for example, gives it a sense of control that allows you to then go to work, manage your family, deal with the crises at hand in a better way because you're more emotionally, internally sourced versus being knocked over by the state of the world and the state of life as a lot of people feel on a day-to-day basis. Love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another quote of yours. Organizing offers you an incredible gift, the ability to trust yourself again. Tell us more about that. Of course. So most people either were never taught how to get organized as a kid or they weren't taught how to get organized for their brain. A lot of people who have neurodivergence specifically, you know, 90% of the organizing books are not written for you. And that can be very frustrating to feel like, wow, what's wrong with me? Why don't I fit in this mold? And it's because you're a genius. Sorry, friends. You, it's because <laughs> you're magical. So 
what we really want to do is we want to start using the organizing process to create that sense of trusting ourselves. And why that's incredibly important with organizing is most people, when I work with them, they have not been trying to get organized for three months or six months. It's been decades and Mm -hmm. they never feel like they've ever really achieved this state of organization or it's been decades or many years since they have. And what happens when we have so many organizing attempts that end up being unsuccessful for us is it's almost like it validates that we don't know what we're doing. It validates that there's something wrong with us. It validates that we're not capable of this. God forbid you throw in a partner who's not that supportive and they're like, oh, you're doing this again? Oh, we'll see how good it goes. Or the well-meaning mom or cousin who's like, I bought you this organizing book because clearly you need to get organized. Like there's such stigma in our society and people are so willing to just offer their very unsolicited advice. Like, oh, did you know that you have a problem? No, I had no idea. Thank you for letting me know. That's revelatory. So what happens is we have these years of trying and not feeling the success, trying, not feeling the success, feeling like, wow, I've got it together in so many areas of my life. Why can't I get this together? There must be something wrong with me. I must be doing it wrong. I must be whatever the story is that we tell ourselves. Couple that with these external people and processes that may not make us feel that good about ourselves. And yet when we can lean in and start to reimagine how we organize and organize from this more gentle, loving way, you start to heal. You start to heal and start to notice, wow, I can trust myself. And one of the best ways that we can do this is by starting small. There are so many people who say, I have decided I'm going to get organized. So I'm going to tackle the hardest room in my house, my garage this weekend, all by myself. I've got eight hours. That's plenty of time. And, you know, Christy's laughing right now, y'all, because Mm -hmm. it would take us as professionals, if we went there together, we would probably want... I would say I want at least two to four days, depending on the size of that garage, with an expert who's going to be like coming in and bringing the heat. So two to four days of eight to 10 hour days, that's what I would require. And you're like, I'll just do it in six hours on Saturday. It's great. So, you know, a lot of times we have this you know, incorrect perception and it's not your fault. No one has taught you how to organize. It's totally okay. We've got your back. This is why we have a job. <laughs> and but, also the TV shows aren't real. <laughs> no. And I've done, you guys, I've done over 30 TV shows. They're not real. Like I'm going to get real for a second. Yeah. If I'm in the house and it's a three-day transformation, that means it takes at least two days for every one day you see on TV. So yes, I'm walking around in dirty clothes for multiple days. It's not fun. I'm like, we're breezing the world to try to like make sure we're you know accountable to how we looked yesterday. But I know the house before I walk in there. I know what projects we're working on before I go into your house. I have already mapped those out with the production team. We already have the bins purchased. It does not matter what I find in the house because what's going to happen is I'm going to remove 100% of your items. I'm going to bring back in 30% of your items. 70% are sitting somewhere else because guess what? TV shows do not have the budget or time to actually do organizing most of the time. That's why I don't do a lot of TV shows anymore because it was like ripping my heart out to be in the Mm -hmm. state. I got to the point where I would say to the families I was working with, here's the deal. This is organizing. On TV, we take 100% out. We put 30% back in. We say, wow, look at how pretty it is. And then you're left with the 70%. Just so you know, that's what's happening. If you want to, you can organize that alongside me while we're working together and I will guide you along the way or I can give you instructions for after I leave. And people started organizing with me on the show, like behind the scenes, they'd stay up until three o'clock in the morning doing this stuff and they'd get a real transformation. But it took a superhuman effort to get there, y'all. And a crew of people, we ascend upon your house like ants to a picnic. Like we are here to paint things and categorize and move things in boxes. <laughs> like it's very it's like a totally different world, but yes, it's not that real and it takes time and what we want to do is kind of circling back. I want you to start small. Do 20 minute projects. Pick the smallest thing that you can organize. Set a timer for 15 minutes and then 5 minutes. At 15 minutes stop, at 5 minutes wind down and, you know, complete the project. Small, 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 learn to trust yourself again because that will create the foundation that will lead you to being able to organize your entire house in time. I love it. I love it. Curious ones, if you've been listening for a while, you hear that we are the same. We, think we are. It's true. Yes. Oh my gosh. And thank you. Thank you for coming in and affirming me as well in my approach. I see you. <laughs> 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One of the billion things I loved about your book is you go into the meanings of rooms. Yeah. And I loved it. And I want you to tell us more because I know that rooms in visions and dreams represent our heart. And so I just loved how you unpack that even more in the book. And I know I don't want everybody to not buy the book. You're not going to give away all. There's so much more in the book. No, I will give it all in the podcast. (laughs) I love. No, my belief is always to just give away everything I have because there's more, everyone. I have like ideas for things in five years from now. So, yes. By the way, and just in case you're sitting here listening, I want to give your listeners a free gift of the book. Like you can get on Amazon or you can get on Audible. But if you go to starhanson.com, com forward slash podcast. You can download a free copy right now and instantly look at what we're talking about. So with the rooms, it is, it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. One of the things I talk about is when everything's important, nothing's important. And when we look at our clutter, one of the biggest mistakes we make with our clutter is seeing it all as the same. No, it's just clutter. It's all clutter. My whole house is cluttered. It's just stuff. What we need to do is start getting into the details about what it is and where it is, where your clutter is tells you the area of life that's being affected. So every single room corresponds to a part of your life. Now, in the book, I have a list of like every single room and the corresponding areas of your life, but everybody's different. You know, I walked into people and their nourishment is in their bedroom or their nourishment is in the living room, even though most people's nourishment is in the kitchen, but it just varies person to person. And you are the only one who knows that. And this is why this journey is so powerful because I'm not the expert here to tell you how it goes and fill in the blanks for your life. You are, but I will offer you some suggestions. So like, you know, leaning into the kitchen, the kitchen is an amazing room to explore. It's often called the heart of the home. And that's because it's the center of connection and community. If you look at a party, where do most people end up? They end up in the kitchen. They don't end up in the living room that you've nicely laid out hors d'oeuvres in. They are like (laughs) hanging with you in the kitchen. It's also the center of family connection and communication. It can be an external office. So it can be a financial hub. It can be a productivity hub, a career hub. It is definitely a center for nourishment. But when you start to see where the clutter is building up, then you start to see, wow, okay, I might have a block around my partnership because it's happening in my bedroom. I might have an issue with, you know, communicating with my family because it's happening on the dining room table. And we start to lean into this. I tell a story in my TEDx talk about a gentleman that I worked with and, you know, his whole house looked beautiful. It was like 
like a, out of Home and Gardens. It was gorgeous. And we walked into the bedroom and it was like this giant tower of boxes and it was lining the side of his bed. And that side of his bed was the partner side of the bed. And then his partner side of the actual bed itself was covered in stuff also. And the fact that the clutter was in the bedroom, the fact that the clutter was connected to his partner side of the bed told me everything I needed to know. And in time, as we were decluttering and processing it, he admitted to me that he had had his heart broken, like really ripped out and he was not ready to move on yet. And the clutter in the boxes in the bedroom kept him from dating and it was a great excuse. And so through the process of decluttering, he started to really see his pattern. And shortly after we got done, he met and got engaged to the most amazing person. They are still together and happy as the day is long. And it's beautiful. And that's really what clutter offers you is if you can start to see where it is, it'll show you the areas of your life that are asking for some connection and some healing. Yes. Wow. I just loved it. Like, and I I love this philosophy and I am like, just, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So yeah, like tell us a little bit more about some of the other rooms and what they could mean. And I just adore you in that you see people for their uniqueness. It's not like a one size fits all. All throughout the book, you're like, you are unique. You have to fit this around who you are, not fit yourself around what I'm telling you to do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, one of the areas I'll share a personal area, if y'all want to be led into my house of mirrors, I don't have much clutter, but the clutter I have is in one area and it's neatly organized, but stuff can be organized and still be clutter. It does Mm -hmm. not need to be out and chaotic to be clutter, everyone. So during the pandemic, my body was like, we'd like to weigh more than we do. And (laughs) then it did that. And no matter what I've done, it's like, mm, we really prefer this weight. And I am a unique little body style. So I'm like really petite. I'm little, I'm curvy in certain places. So most of my clothes have to be tailored. So that pair of blue jeans that I bought for $200 has had to be tailored. And it probably cost me 50 bucks in tailoring at least. So I'm not getting rid of those jeans. I am a professional organizer who will say I'm not getting rid of my skinny clothes because I don't know that this is the weight that I'm going to be. There's been some fluctuation. So I have eight boxes of clothes in my closet that I cannot fit into. And this is where I'm different than a lot of organizers. A lot of organizers are like, if you can't wear it, get rid of it. Well, my friend, do your bras cost $100 to $150 a piece? Mind you. And no thank you to having to rebuy those things if I start to lose weight again. Thank you. So we all have to find our boundaries. And to me, that stuff is clutter because it's a part of my life that's in flux. It's a part of my life that I'm unresolved with, but I can't do a lot about it. And I have had the times in the past where I lost weight and I got rid of all my heavier clothes. And then two years later, I needed them back again. And I was like, I can't go spend thousands of dollars on a new wardrobe every time my body decides she'd like to be a different size. And I'm also not willing to punish my body and hurt her because clearly this is the size she wants to be in. If I've done all the right things and I'm living a healthy life, this is where she's at right now. My job is to love her and support her. My job is also to love and support my bank account by not getting rid of three wardrobes worth of clothes. And it's okay. So we talk about that's also an area. So we kind of go into the deeper meaning now, right? So that's my physical clutter. But the deeper meaning is that's my identity. That's my personal like identity. The, the clothing closet is our identity with ourselves. It's how we present ourselves to the world. And I have experienced, and I know a lot of people have, I'm in this chapter of life where my body is changing, how I'm perceived is changing, the way that other people view me is changing, the way I'm viewing myself is changing. And so there is a part of me that's really having a phoenix rising from the ashes moment in my life. And I'm not willing to release that stuff at the moment. In six months, maybe I'll get rid of all of it. I don't know. But today, I feel like my job, what that clutter is showing me is, is how to be patient with myself, be loving with myself, be gentle and say to my clothes, I'm not willing to continue to try to shove you into clothes that are too small. I'm also not willing to like make you feel like your needs are not met. Should we flex at all? So there really is a journey of learning to love myself through having those items because it's saying, I see you and I've got you while you're transitioning. And this is the gift that our clutter offers. It really says like, I'm here for a reason and it's supporting me in my transition. Just like I know it's supporting you in yours. Wow. (laughs) 
And now I'm all like, where is that? And I know it's unique for everybody, but how do you approach it with clients when they're doing exactly what you've just described and it might be coming from a place of unhealth? So yeah. mental unhealth, not physical unhealth, like fluctuating weight or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's, you know, I think we have to, how would I say this? So when we are looking at clutter with eyes of love and kindness mm-hmm. and acceptance, we see very different things. Mm-hmm. I don't value living in hustle culture that says I've got to be on 24 seven and I should have the body of a 25 year old my whole life. And I should blah. like, I just, it's like, I just want to be me and my happiest self. And I want you to be you and your happiest self. And what I'm looking for when I walk into someone's home is where is the recurring clutter? Where's the clutter that just keeps showing up no matter how many times you get rid of it? Those eight boxes are not eight boxes of clothes I've had for 25 years as an adult. Those eight boxes are probably the last 10 years, right? So I've had times where I've gotten rid of everything and had to rebuy everything. I've done the dance. And it's the same for most of you. If you're listening, where is your clutter that repeats over and over again? What is the clutter you can't get your hands on? And it's promising something. So those clothes are promising me that my needs are met if and when my body shifts again. Those clothes are also promising me that I can be a beautiful young vixen again with a svelte little figure and not COVID stretchy pants. I don't, it is what it is, right? But there's a promise. I also, you know, when I work with people, it's what is the promise that the clutter is offering you? And it's something that's like a very subtle whisper, right? You holding on to tons of serving wear might be the whisper saying to you, we're going to be the next Martha Stewart. We want to entertain. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, you're an introvert who doesn't want anyone in your home. So you've got this, <laughs> like this, this yes. mix that's going on, yes. right? So yes. you get to decide like, do I want to lean into Martha Stewart or do I want to lean into my introvert? And what if I leaned into my introvert, but kept the best setting of four for Martha Stewart that I could ever imagine. Okay, keep six in case two break. It's fine. Have a backup. But like, (laughs) what if you just like, what if you did more with less? What if you said, I'm going to really be the absolute best version of what is authentic to me, which is really only me entertaining for my partner and my two besties. And like, let your freak flag out like that. I mean, that is magical. And then just do that for Friday night dinner every week. Like stop waiting to live your life in the most vibrant way until you're organized. Live that life now. This is another brilliant quote of yours. As long as you think you've got an organizing problem, you're going to miss out on the real truth that your clutter is trying to tell you. Yeah. And I think you've just described that in that. I see this all the time. People are like just so down on themselves around the, you know, if I just rainbow colored my books, I will be able to get my needs met by my husband. Yes. If I just could save up enough money to spend $500 on glass jars in my pantry, then I will be amazing. (laughs) I call it the silver bullet effect. It's like the idea that if you achieve something, then you will be happy. I remember that my silver bullet was getting engaged. I'd always wanted to be engaged. I was so excited about someone who wanted to marry me. And I love this man. And he proposed and I had a literal panic attack. And I came out of the bathroom and he's like, did you just freak out? And I was like, I did. I did just freak out. Yeah, I did. Because the whole inside of me did not go away when you handed me this ring. I think that was like a real awakening. And this is why so many times we'll achieve the goal that we are looking for and we still feel hollow. And it's because we're really looking for what's going on. The superficial, the external doesn't solve it. And we have to go deeper within ourselves to figure it out. And yes, like in the book, I will tell people I lay out. I'm sure, Kirsty, you have your own philosophy for the organizing steps, but I have 10 steps to getting organized. And I love these 10 steps because they are the roadmap for how to organize. And I say in the book, I will tell you how to get organized, but you have to promise to keep reading because being organized is not enough. Knowing how to organize is not enough. I need to know that you know how to organize so you never blame your clutter on disorganization or not knowing how to organize again because that's not really the issue. The issue is this deeper thing going on inside of our clutter. So yes, you need to know how to organize, but knowing how to organize will alone not get you there. And it's just a really important tool, but it's definitely not the end of the road. 
I love it. I just can't say that word enough around you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) My head is going to be so big. I'm going to be like a balloon for Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, no, it's well, you know, you can always come to me on your down days. I will will lift you up. (laughs) Thank you. I feel it. Because this is another one of your quotes is like, it's time to change the narrative around clutter and start to see it as a friend that's trying to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, that's what you've been talking about as well. And I love that concept of switching it into love. Like, I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. There's no shame. Like, shame is our enemy. It doesn't want us to live the life that is ours for the taking. So turning the concept of clutter as being your enemy is actually your friend and they're just desperate to tell you something more about yourself. It made me so happy and I'm thank you for that concept because I'm definitely going to take it into my practice now. Mm, I'm so glad. And I just, I just think it's such a kind and gentle I love your gentle approach and I love your slow approach. You know, we're often talking about here at Curious Freedom about like just taking two minutes, just while the kettle's boiling, see if you can do your teaspoons, if you've got too many teaspoons, just take small chunks. Yes. Everybody who's been listener to me for any length of times knows how grace is such a theme of my life just have some self-compassion and grace for yourself. And I love that gentleness that you bring to this is absolutely in line with that. Even the concept of your clutter being your friend is such a gracious and self-compassionate way of viewing things. And yeah, I love it. Can I share one little thing? Go for it. There was a study and I don't have it in front of me, but there was a study done recently. And the takeaway was Clutter is only a problem if you perceive it as a problem. And mm-hmm. like they basically showed partners who would go to work and the wife, I'll just say husband and wife, although we know that partnership is way beyond just that mm-hmm. paradigm, but the husband and wife would, you know, because the wife took on more of the societal belief that the home was her management, like her her job to manage, she would feel stress about the clutter going to work and doing her thing, whether she was in the clutter or not, she felt the burden of the clutter. The husband did not because societally it's not on his shoulders, right? It's like, even though they both did things around the house and it was so interesting, I thought it was fascinating. The idea that clutter is only an issue if we perceive it as one. And so it actually makes the case for you to reframe. And I love the curious freedom, right? Get curious about your clutter, really start to delve in and say, how could this be beneficial to me? It would be so easy to say, I have failed as an organizer. I have eight boxes of clothes that don't fit me. And according to common organizing wisdom, I have failed and I am an imposter and la la la. But instead I say, thank you so much for looking out for me. Thank you for making sure that every version of me that I might step into is taken care of. I love and appreciate you so much for doing that for me. And it just shifts. I don't feel stress about those clothes. I share it freely with you. I don't have a hidden secret that I can't share because I'm worried you're going to judge me. Come and see what I have. This is just our journey. It's our journey of healing, of evolving, of growing, of being present to the magic that life is ahead of us. And here's another one of your quotes. (laughs) Thank you for like so easily letting me weave in my favorite quotes into our conversation. (laughs) I love it. it You say everyone has chaos. We just wear it differently. I love that. Like, I think that one of the challenges that we as human beings think is that we're unique, which we are, But we're unique in our challenge. Like nobody else has it as bad as me. Nobody else is as horrible as me. Nobody else is as cluttered as me. And so I think that's also another really kind way of reminding people that actually everybody has clutter and chaos. We just wear it differently. Some people, it is in our physical possessions. Some people, it's in our eating habits. Some people, it's in our obsession with going to the gym. Some people, there's 8 billion different versions of chaos. Yeah. (laughs) And we just wear it differently. Yep. And the answer is 
very similar for most of them, which is just show up and be deeply curious and interested in being present to yourself. Like really be there for what's happening because the chaos tends to be the way that we distract ourselves from what's really going on. So if you can be present to what's really going on and start to satisfy that need, the clutter, the chaos, whatever it is that you use becomes unnecessary because you're no longer hiding and you no longer need the distraction. Which magically lines up with the last question I was going to ask you. (laughs) What is the order in the chaos? Love that. So I have found in my 20 years of doing this that there is no such thing as random clutter, that there's always some sort of order or sense to the chaos. If you look around, we're looking at two different things. We're looking one, where's the clutter? And two, what is the clutter? So where, meaning the location in the home or the room, and two, meaning the objects that it's made up of. Because it is so rare that you have bills underneath your bathroom storage, right? And inside of your bathroom, you probably have those in your office or your living room or next to the door or next to your bed or on the dining room table. And if you have bills underneath your sink, I'm not judging you either. It's just the clutter style. But what we're looking for is patterns. We're looking for common clutter patterns. And I say that there are at least four ways that we use clutter to get our needs met, right? We use it to communicate. We use it to create. We use it to connect. We use it to protect. Those are just four quick ways. You know, It's much deeper to kind of delve into, but we use clutter. And if we can really start to see how we're using clutter, we can then get that need met without the clutter. I tell a story of a client of mine who her clutter was in her bedroom and it was all stuff from the bathroom. It was bathrobes and it was towels and it was cozy clothes, like all really soft stuff. And what we came to realize was that she was living in a very unhealthy relationship. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to leave. So for some people, you know, the lesson is I've got to leave and strike out on my own. And this was not something that was available to her because she had some challenges in her life that would stop her from being able to do that. And it's not my job to judge, right? She's doing the best she can. That was where she needed to be. And so we started to explore, okay, great. How is this clutter helping? Well, the clutter is helping. It's acting as a buffer between her and her partner. It's bringing her comfort in a very challenging situation. And so I said to her, write out 50 ways. I am notorious for this. If five is good, 50 is better because what'll happen is the first few things that we will list as a solution are like very obvious, but maybe not that effective. And it's when we stretch our brains to 20, 30, 40 items, then we go to this other realm of potential. You've got to get really creative to go there. So I said, come up with 50 ways you could create comfort. And one of the ways she came up with was a dog. And having the dog gave her someone to run interference when her partner was being in a state that she wasn't really comfortable being around. It was a being who was excited to be around her and wanted to cuddle with her and like was excited to see her and wanted to sleep next to her every night. So there was a lot of joy there. And it solves a lot of what she was really needing. And then on top of that, the clutter suddenly became an impediment to the dog. The dog couldn't really walk in the room if she had clutter everywhere. So what did she do? She organized quite quickly because the clutter was an impediment to the thing that she really wanted, which is the comfort that she would receive from an animal. And so the clutter just fell, I mean, I hate to say fall away, but it kind of fell away because it became a necessity to eliminate it. And it wasn't so overwhelming for her because she had such a clear why. And so there's such beautiful ways that we can learn and evolve and grow and play in our lives through the physical medium of clutter. Oh, everybody, if you are not already convinced to go and get this book, please do. And if you're not already a raving fan of Star get on the Kirsty train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she is like the best cheerleader on the planet. You all are so lucky to be in her presence because I feel like I just like I love myself more just from this last few minutes of conversation. So you all just she just has so much love to shower on you. It's beautiful. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. It's never ending. Never ending yes, love. Yes. Never ending love. If people want to get more You've already mentioned how to get the book, but please share away everywhere. And I don't have a membership. That may be something in my future, but in the meantime, please tell us how people can be more in your orbit because you are just divine. And I have learned so much from you. So I want all of my curious ones to learn more from you as well. 
Thank you. Well, I tried to make it easy because I feel like I want to keep everything simple for everyone. So if you go to starhanson.com forward slash podcast, I have a section on there for the book, a section for the community, my chaos to come organizing community and a quiz. So you can find out what monster is hiding in your closet, keeping you disorganized. You can find me everywhere. I'm all the places. If you look for Star Hansen, I'm either Star Hansen or Star Dot Hansen, depending on if someone else has my name and they took it, which is actually a more common name than one would think. And the community that I have is just my baby. I love it so much. So we get together every month. We organize a different room. This month, we're organizing the room of abyss or the room of doom, you know, like the shove space at the back of the hallway that you're like, oh no, someone's here. Quick, put it in that room. So we're organizing that kind of shove space. But we basically every single month organize a different room. We talk about the emotional hurdles. We work together as a community to do group organizing sessions. I should have you come and hang out with us sometime. That would be so much fun. I would love that. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah, it's just, it's, I, I really feel like we heal stronger in community, whether it be one-on-one with an organizer like your clients work with you or in a community group like I have. It's just the more that you can share those vulnerable pieces, the sooner the healing is going to happen. This has been a delight and has healed my heart and has made me feel so invigorated in our industry. So thank you so much, Star. And I'll put a link to all of it in the show notes. So if you didn't catch it as we were talking, just have a look in the show notes and you'll find it there. So Star, thank you for coming into my orbit. And I really appreciate your time and your energy. And I can't wait to have you on again when you release your next book or the next cool thing that you do. I am already (laughs) working on them. You have no idea. I'm so excited. I know I have the next three books mapped out. I cannot wait. Excellent. Can't wait. (laughs) Yay. Curious ones. I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. So until then, stay curious and live free. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 